Welcome, welcome, welcome to broadcast number 19. How are you all doing? This is from Kickstarter 102.4. They, of course, brought um, the Kickstarter radio on the YouTube channel. If you're on the podcast, the link is in the description. But um, if you float it over from YouTube, I do welcome you. As the music today is uh, all going to be from uh, the 1990s. So if you're a millennial, you might not have heard of these classic songs. But if you're Generation X or even a baby boomer, these are going to be right some classic nostalgia songs all based about love yeah they're all males that are singing about love and these are absolute classics because this week i got a cd set and it's like classic love songs from the 90s can you guess how many were on this in the 90s on this cd 200 oh my god it was like a golden age of love songs in the 90s oh my goodness and i don't think the millennials have had anything as good as these in fact when i say these i mean this massive collection i've brought some of my favorites from the first 100 as i'm still working my way through it um we'll have robbie williams take that seal and extreme who the hell are they you might be asking but um trust me these are fantastic songs with great lyrics and really the love songs is where real poetry is coming from you know is poetry dead no it's floated into the music industry is where it's at anyway peeps we are going to be talking about Kickstarter board games and uh, all that good stuff. Only really two this week that we recognise as interesting for you folks out there. Waste Night, second edition, that amazing narrative, choose your own adventure style board game. It's like a role play in a post-apocalyptic way. Really beautiful colour and art. That's got an expansion called Beyond the Horizon. And um, now you'll be able to, you, you know, go out onto the islands like New Zealand and some of the islands around Australia. So it now encapsulates Oceania or Australasia, which is very, very good. We'll talk about that later. And Uprising Titans of the First Age. Coming back to uh, crowdfunding. It's go gone to GameFound and uh, this is kind of a second printing. But it's a cooperative 4X and with all those shameless games on crowdfunding that claim to be 4Xs, this is a real genuine one which should get you really excited as it's really the king of 4Xs in the board game hobby world. So yeah, absolutely wait for that. We're talking about that as well. So yeah, really two, only really two to talk about, but in the media we're talking about the Halo TV show. Moon Knight TV show and I watched the Uncharted movie this past week and I'll let you know my thoughts on that but it's going to be a franchise that movie and uh, yeah did you see it have you not seen it I'll tell you my thoughts as we go on so a little bit of a short-ish show this weekend as it's primarily fueled by Kickstarter stuff and all that good goodness um, I wonder what you've been playing this week. I've been playing Dice Throne. Um, season 2, for those that know what it is. It's like a dice chucking one versus one. And um, I was really good. I was playing like the Vampire Lord. Oh my goodness. That game is so tight. It always goes down to like single numbers on health. I really <laughs> love it. But the Vampire Lord's fantastic as she allows you to kind of force your opponent to change re-roll a die so if they get the ultimate on from the dies you can make them re-roll one you desperately need that because she's not very good at damage dealing she's more of let's draw this game out to be longer so i can do my stuff to you. but yeah love dice throne and uh, the person I was playing with, I was telling them there is like a Marvel version of Dice Throne, and he's like, ah, and I said, well, hopefully we get a DC version. And suddenly he like went, ooh, that'd be really good, wouldn't it, to, you know, have, have Batman and things like that. Because the Marvel heroes are so, like, overused now. And I don't know, I'm not a Marvel boy fan, fanboy. I mean, I'll take it when it comes, and it doesn't really float my boat, especially the disastrous 
Oh, Spider-Man movie, that last one. Eee! Sore. Sore in my side, peeps. And we're gonna have a special as well, which is the Anukai Kickstarter was cancelled because apparently $126,000 is not enough after its first day. WTF, you couldn't even make it up. All right, we'll come back after this first song talking about the Waste Nights expansion. And um, this is from Robbie Williams, who was in the boy band Take That. He kind of broke away from the boy band and um, this was in his first album and it was an absolute cracker of an album but this was kind of the song that was all around on the radio and stuff like you couldn't go in any shopping center without this song blurring every hour never mind the radio just everyone was playing this song in the mid 90s so th this song's angels so yeah Rob williams please take it away Sit and wait as an angel contemplate my fate. Do they know the places where we go when we're gray and old? Cause I have been told. That salvation lets their wings unfold So when I'm lying in my bed Thoughts running through my head And I feel that love is dead I'm loving angels instead And through it forsake me I'm loving angels instead When I'm feeling weak and my pain walks down one way street I look above and I know I'll always be blessed with to my bones when love is dead I'm loving angels instead
forsake me I'm loving angels instead This is guess one or two point four Waste Nights Second Edition. This is in my top 10 of all time. It's post-apocalyptic, but if you consider Mad Max, it's roughly like a hundred years later when uh, things have kind of calmed down. The sanctuary cities, now you can go in where you can take your weapons in and all that stuff. World is still hostile though. And um, if you've not played the base game, or you've got the um, retail game, there's definitely reason for you to come here. If you're coming from the retail, you can get the uh, kick first Kickstarter expansion stuff, which is vehicles that you can ride and vehicle mods that you can, you can modify the vehicles in the game, which is fantastic. And it also offers a lot of more narrative scenarios, including the big baddie of Australasia, which is like the Dread Lord, whatever, I can't remember whatever his name is. But anyway, the expansion is expanding the from Australia into Australasia, and you are gonna be able now get different boats, all types of different boat cards now, to go out and um, do adventures around in the continent. There's even a raft so you can take your land vehicles because um, now in the base game you are going to be, you, you could, you know, opens the option to go port to port, which is fantastic because if you've played some of the scenarios, you, you're following to get objectives and you're at the end of the map, you need to go to all the way across the map and it's like, oh, am I gonna make it? Because there's like a time pressure. Um, on the stories and stuff. So if you get on the port, you could possibly get there a lot safer, question mark. The seas have their own events, though it might be a bit dangerous and all that stuff. Um, yeah, and a companion's gonna be for this as well. So, you know, the companion, which is like the choose your own adventure. You do have a book um, and it's like, you go into a bar and a guy says, hey, you looking for work? You com do you completely ignore him or you go to the bar? You know, turn to this number or you go to the bar, turn to this number. So it's like, choose your own adventure. As you go through that adventure though, when you're role playing this narrative, um, you are gonna be writing things down and sometimes in the story it will say, um, oh, you've met this person, use your negotiation check skill which is rolling dice or you can bribe this person or if you've picked up this item or you know about this knowledge already you can talk about that so um there's like options and you're like where do, where would i have found about that what is that thing so that's kind of the role play how it works and th there is an app because if you know going through all these pages and stuff you can kind of lose your way, but uh, I guess if you don't want app integration, you just use a couple of bookmarks, they will uh, make it a lot easier. Now the art in this game is top notch. It looks so fantastic. It, it's all over the cards and it's just brilliant. They're, they introduced a new mechanic also, which is kind of thirst. So making it a bit more survivable because you know, this kind of survival, survivable kind of gaming is getting popular, and I guess that mechanic has drifted over into Waste Nights. You, you can kind of take away mechanics in Waste Nights. You can kind of play the, uh, I guess, first game rules if you want the easier. But if you play the full game, that's where it becomes more of a uh, harder place to survive. You know, if you want to feel that role play of post-apocalyptic, you can definitely add it in. Um, more scenarios is fantastic though, and oh my god, there's an add-on for a massive playmat. Make the board 20% bigger, I'm all up for that. It's looking fabulous, it really is. It's a nice long campaign though, so you can um, check out some uh, gameplay videos out there 
There's already 17 stretch goals unlocked and um, it has really got it's over 2,000 backers which is fantastic. And um, yeah, some of the stretch goals are really, really cool because they are adding more characters and uh, more gear cards, more adventures, which is kind of the meat and bones of, you know, of the game is to go on these adventures. And it's like you're playing a role-playing game across the map of Australia. Now got islands to travel to, which makes it great. And in the role-playing world, you get yourself vehicles, you get yourself weapons, you know, flamethrowers that have more dice to roll and, and things like that. Um, the events in the seas that have been unlocked, they're looking cool because it's like weather and um, unexpected phenomena is affecting land and sea. Um, this weather deck, and it could one of them that they've shown is like an underwater e eruption that will affect all the seas and stuff like that. So obviously, weather's not going to affect land too much, but the ocean, yes, it will. Um, more ships are coming out as well, and um, and all this good stuff. It's looking fantastic. It also looks like they've unlocked the Kraken Standee, which looks like there's going to be like a boss in the ocean to hunt down. And it does say there's going to be a story-driven adventure around this douche. So that's going to be great to see that. And um, so, yeah, really exciting stretch goals, peeps. The original Kickstarter for the second edition had some fabulous stretch goals, too. But um, here we're getting more, and it's um, time of re recording here on the Saturday. The 155 euro stretch goal, which is two C and two Wasteland cards with corresponding entries in the Book of Tales. These are like um, great because these are things that like magic it's almost like a magical item in like a legendary item that you can find in the world if you imagine this is a men of Dungeons and dragons thing it would be like a legendary thing which is really really good the example they found like you've you found a message in a bottle and it's going to send you somewhere on the map a bit like a pick up and deliver but not delivering pick up and find what it's taking you to and that then could have some kind of interesting, that's where the legendary loot will be. So ooh, loads of like gameplay stuff is adding in here and this is looking great. If you like role-playing adventures that um, have different scenarios instead of like a campaign, this is really good for you. You can level up your character as you go through the game and it's roughly, well, there's different t scenarios have their own different time, but it's roughly between 90 and three hours. 90 minutes and uh, 180. Obviously quicker if you're playing solo, of course, but um, it's really, really good. And when you get to like the end of these um, scenarios, the amount of branching that goes on in the story is really, really impressive. And um, loads of choices you're gonna have to do. And um, yeah, lots of dice chucking and uh, all that good stuff. It really is phenomenal. And, and if you go to the Kickstarter, you'll see the art. This, you know, Gallica, this is the real PSD resistance that they brought out and they're just adding more to it. Yeah, super, super cool. That's Waste Night, second edition. Oh, yes, you do want to get it if you've not got it. And of course, coming from the retail, get your Kickstarter upgrades and the expansion. And if you like me, went all in on the second edition. It's obviously going to be coming for this expansion and the playmat, of course. Anyway, that's Wastelights. Again, going to be on Kickstarter for at least another two weeks. And I'll probably be doing the final thoughts of that once it gets fully stretched, just to kind of um, talk more about the goodness of the game and all that stuff. All right, now we'll be talking about Uprising next, which is the king of the 4X genre on in gaming, board gaming. But first, this is an absolute classic from Seal. That black man with scars on his face, that douche who was married to some um, 
supermodel that you might not have heard of if you're a millennial anyway. It doesn't really matter, does it? <laughs> anyway, it's called Kiss from a Rose, and it had check the medieval music that he mixes into this. Really, really good.
This is case 1 or 2.4. Now, Uprising Titans of the First Age. The, this is the second re... Oh, the first reprint of the game, and they're doing an expansion. It's a true marquee blue ribbon board game worthy of your collection. It's a miracle of a 4X game, because one, offering co-op, which is fantastic. Not even the video games have got a co-op version. You know, you can probably play Civilization with your mate and stuff, but there's no, like, co-op, per se. So, yeah, it's, you can cooperatively play it, and you're up against two AI factions, which will also war with each other, and you can manipulate stuff going on, and all that good stuff. Now, the depth of things you can do is great, because most 4Xs just have you going around with your army and stuff, but here... You've got like a hero character as well that has their own special abilities that can level up during the uh, the game. So that's really good. The hero will have the army behind them and you can build like fortresses on the map and um, walls around it and ta defense towers and stuff. It really is good. Now the Uprising team, have, uh, which is Nemesis Games, they have... Um, brought out this, it's, well it's Titans of the First Age is the expansion, the Last Emperor was the base game, but you can get get it all in here and um, all that good stuff. There's no like minimum pledge at the minute, so you've got to kind of pledge 99 bucks, which is which sucks really, but you know, if you, if you can't afford it, if, if um, it will be late pledge of course, and the early bird was, I think it was some dice or something like this, which you can add on anyway, but it has loads of standees, and uh, they're, they're quite garishly coloured. Uh, you probably get over that when you play it because you know you don't you don't have them all out at the beginning. In fact, the pictures they're showing on the the game phone page are all basically late game. <laughs> what the game looks like late on, and stuff like that. But. Um, yeah, the artist, though, might surprise you. It's the same artist from Magic the Gathering, the Bartek Federzak. And um, it's used using over 150 paintings from this guy in the base game. And he's come back to the expansion, which is great. So you are getting that. This game will never come to retail, so it, you're, only be able, you're only able to get it on the Kickstarter. Or Game Phone, so yeah. You, you, this is like one of those ways of getting it. I missed the original Kickstarter because I was on holiday, but I would have backed the first Kickstarter if I'd known about it. It was because um, I usually go on a cruise in April, but because of the vaccine rules, like, oh, you can't go on a, on a cruise unless you've been vaccinated. Like, I'm sorry, but... The vaccine doesn't cover Omicron, does it? It covers the Delta. The Delta's not here anymore. Oh, the, the vaccines never stop you spreading it anyway. So that was an insane thing. And, um, you know, if the vaccine gives you protection, what are you worried about? Like, if vaccine gives me 100% immunity, like, even if you're infected, I shouldn't get infected, right? This is the whole vaccines work and they don't work thing. It's like, if you're protected, why should you care if I'm not vaccinated? Yeah. Anyway, that's a bit of a rant, isn't it? I went on several rants when I covered this on the channel, which is why the video is longer than normal. So uh, if you want to know more about um, any of these games I cover on uh, broadcast, go check out our YouTube channel, which is Kickstarter Radio 102.4, of course, and go to the description of the podcast to find a quick link to it. Now, it's been unlocking lots of social things, like what do people want, and uh, so this is good to see. One of the main complaints from the first is it can be a little bit swingy with the dice rolling, but um, they are introducing dice mitigation here, so that they've kind of, you know... Uh, what would I call it? Fixed it? 
they're trying to iron all the problems that it has in it. And uh, there's loads of add-ons that you're going to want to get. So I think once you've put everything on, <laughs> when you put everything on for Uprising, it could be like a $300 game. And uh, I'm, I'm still waiting, them, waiting for them to announce a playmat from a third party. Because the original Kickstarter had a playmat. And uh, I'm just waiting for the update where they say you can go and get your playmat. And if you want the playmat and the shipping, um, it's going to go upwards of $400. And then when you put your shipping on, it's going to be like $500. So, ouch! If you, <laughs> if you want the best 4X game in board gaming and you want all of it yeah it's gonna be expensive but you know um, like i said on the video you should be able to uh put down 500 dollars on a game once a year question mark yep <laughs> you know or, or factor it out over the months because you know, it's like, there's going to be quiet Kickstarter months where there's nothing coming out. So that's where you can kind of put the budget aside for these big monsters when they come. But um, yeah, because you'd be able to late pledge it and put everything on later and all that good stuff. So yeah, it, it is looking fantastic. Anyway, Uprising. There's loads of fake 4Xs. The one thing that they keep missing is the exploration and that's like a big fun part of these isn't it the exploration exploring up and finding the enemy faction like you know this kind of cool things that you can be doing anyway check out my main video on my channel for that now then we're talking media chat next halo tv moon knight tv uncharted movie from Sony of course all right um, take that next a fantastic boy band from the UK that um, came back in the tennis I think and uh, did did some more albums which are fantastic <laughs> what a group take that if you don't know who they are um, they're like a massive band and the first song they played Angels Robbie Williams came from this band anyway this is a classic from them it's called Back For Good I guess it's time for me to give up. I feel it's time. Got a picture of you beside me. Got your lipstick marks still on your coffee cup. Oh, yeah. Got a fist of pure emotion. Got a head of shattered dreams. Gotta leave it. Gotta leave it all behind now Whatever I said, whatever I did, I didn't mean it I just want you back for good Want you back, want you back, want you back for good Whatever I'm wrong, just tell me the song and I'll sing it You'll be right and understand Want you back, want you back, I want you back for good Line. I figured out the story. No, no, it wasn't good. No, no, but in a corner of my mind, of my mind. I celebrated glory, but that was not to be. In the twist of separation, you excelled at being free. Can't you find you find a little room?
Yes, guess one or two point four. All righty, it's media chat. Halo. Oh my God, what's going on on that amazing sci-fi? You know, Master Chief kicking it around the evil lady. Are they linked or something? What was going on between these two? It's really kind of strange. So sci-fi starting to get mystery. It's becoming a mystery kind of thriller, in fact. All looking sweet. We keep getting massive lore drops in the Halos TV series. When's it going to stop? I don't think it is going to stop, is it? Because they keep throwing like lore at you just to catch up with the video game series, as this is kind of a prequel to the video game series. I've definitely got it on my radar to play the Halo games. You can get like the Halo Definitive Pack on the PC with all the Halo games on. Uh, as soon as I get my new graphics card, you know, waiting for the 4000 series, that's the NVIDIA RTX. As the 3000 series was a bit of a joke, wasn't it? You know, try to get your hands on one of them, and if you, even if you could, they were like three times the price that they uh, recommended retail. Ouch. So yeah, Halo, still loving it, still loving it, loving it, loving it. There is going to be a season two of it, and if you like sci-fi, you owe yourself to watch it. It's so good. Now, Moon Knight, five of six. There's only going to be six of them. Number five. Oh. Uh, you know what, Moon Knight? You are, like, probably going to go into a movie, aren't you? You know, it's so strange. In fact, episode five of six was like a filler episode where they didn't want to carry the lore of the series on, so they kind of... Insert it, insert here, let's make it longer. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what is exactly happening. Five of six has his imaginary friend Stephen now finally disappeared. So, the whole of the first season was to try and tell you that he had an imaginary friend because he hated what his mother did. And he can jump into that character. It's like, yeah, but if you can't jump back into Steven ever again, it's kind of a misnomer, isn't it? It's like a nothing burger now going into number six of six. What's going on? So, is it weird, isn't it? it I have no idea what's going on. And it's like, Stephen was the guy with archaeological knowledge, right? And you've now deleted him from your mind. So... The character of Moon Knight has lost 50% of his intelligence, question mark. Oh, what's going on? And with the Moon Knight's god, you know, Egyptian god, still imprisoned, and the evil god about to be risen, how are they going to manage all that in one episode in, in number six? You know, got to free the god, got to stop the evil god. And if they package that together in a one-hour thing, they have got a massive mission to do to get that right. And I just think it's going to go into a movie. 
I don't think they're going to do a second. I don't think they're going to do a second season. Yeah, because those people that were reading the comics, they were like, it was a flash in the pan anyway. Because at the end of the day, is Moon Knight really a comic hero? Is he? I mean, is he a superhero? No, he's not. I don't think he is. Because everything he's doing, you could have had a human doing it. And that was a ninja. And the only thing that's making him a superhero is the god. But that, that doesn't mean it's him. It's the god, isn't it? The god's the superhero. So, yeah, it's really kind of less comic book, but just an adventure story. I think that's the best way of looking at it. And episode five of six feels like a filler, a lower filler, which is a bit of a nothing burger anyway, and relegates all of the season, this whole relationship of Stephen being his alter ego in the mirror, weirdness, weird thing going on. But yeah, that's Moon Knight. Looking forward to finish the story, whatever the case. Now, Uncharted movie. Um, I haven't played the Uncharted games because they're on the PlayStation. I hear they're coming over to PC. So um, I'll be happy to play them. And so what is the movie? It's like a light-hearted adventure. Don't take yourself seriously. In fact, if you remember this film series, National Treasure with um, Nicolas Cage, that was like super serious compared to Uncharted, which is like almost comic book. And it doesn't, doesn't want to explain what it's doing. And it's doing a lot of things that you would question mark. It, it, it's kind of doing a video game thing in the, in the plot. But, you know, don't worry about that. Just, just get on with the ride that's going on. It's like a massive road trip trying to get an object you know that kind of movie but it's going to be start of a series with the characters involved here so it is potentially looking good and the movie is quite fun to watch it really is some amazing special effects and some really really cool kind of relationship building that they've got because if they're going to make this into a series, they're going to make memorable characters from this first movie. So they've, they've like nailed on who is who and where they stand in the relationship between each other. And I think that's really, really good. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And there was a big part of the film based in Barcelona. And it was like, hey, nostalgia, baby. I used to be in Barcelona. And uh, so one of, there's a scene in a nightclub, and I'm like, I'm sure I've been in there. I've totally been in that place. So props to uh, the team. Bro hit my nostalgia strings in that movie. And um, in the post-credit scenes, which is it's not really post, it's post-film scene. It's like, here's a couple of credits, bang. Here's the uh, um, little teaser for the next movie. So yeah, we know it's gonna it's gonna be part of a, a series, and and Sony Pictures they've kind of been milking Spider-Man too much, haven't they? So they need another franchise to sit on, and I think Uncharted is the one they're jumping onto. Oh. All right, peeps. Well, I expected this week to have um, Tenzi Grail expansion, but it looks like the Chinese wall worker placement thingy is on Game Found instead by Awaken Realms, which no interest in whatsoever. Um, that game. Whew. So really, the, the big Kickstarter is going to be that, isn't it? This, I guess in May, no. And uh, we're expecting some interesting titles anyway. I mean, the, the question is, is it gonna be? the week it says, because they keep getting pushed back. There was even a game this week that cancelled it. It had like 125,000 pounds and it cancelled. It's like, 
Oh my god, what's going on? I mean, what was that Kickstarter? Is that Anu Anukai Kickstarter, wasn't it? Do you not think that's weird? Because um, it was like it passed its goal. They got over a hundred and twenty thousand, I think, dollars. And then they said we're cancelling it because the Kickstarter didn't blow up as much as we wanted. Were you expecting a million dollars for this fake? Four X. <laughs> oh, unbelievable! Because I have been slamming these Kickstarters of recent, saying they're not real Four Xs. Because you know, it's not like there's a golden age of Four Xs going on. Because at the minute, there isn't really any that are the are really ones apart from what we said today, Uprising. So. You can't pull the wool over my eyes. I know what's going on. I just actually want to go to this Anukai and, and read what they got. They got $126,000 with just shy under 2,000 backers, which most Kickstarter companies would go, what a fantastic first 24 hours, no? They've said, we've decided to cancel the Anukai campaign and plan a relaunch. Yeah. The campaign wasn't performing as we expected. What? What were your expectations? We've decided to totally reorganize it and get back to it with a brand new and better campaign. You know, for me, it's like, because uh, they called themselves a 4X hybrid Euro game. The problem really was it was standing up against Uprising, which was a true 4X. That was part of the problem. You had giant competition. And you still made over a hundred thousand. I mean, doesn't 2,000 orders guarantee the game will be made? Totally bonkers, isn't it? I mean, that's pie in the sky if they really thought that. I mean, the team is Cranio Creations which are like a retail company coming over to Kickstarter. And um, I don't know, do they really shoot for the moon? I mean, if you're a retail company, this is just to green light your project, isn't it? And um, yeah, I, I just think they have, if they want to get a million dollars in the 4X industry, you need to do more. I mean. Look at what Uprising is doing with the artist of Magic the Gathering. Your game has not compared to that. Has zero of zero interest. Oh my goodness. It's like we didn't expect. Well, I, if I looked at your Kickstarter, I might have said you might get 100,000. So you already surpassed my expectations. You know, they have a, a lot of minis, yeah, but a lot of them are copycat minis. They've just got generic cubes for each of the colours, not trying to do any translucent stuff. The bases all have flat bottoms and stuff. I mean, it had its problems. It just looked kind of generic. The cards that they had looked bad as well, and um, it was genuinely expensive because of all the plastic you're doing. You know, if you look at what Uprising is doing, they're trying to keep the cost down <laughs> to get everything in there, and it's already going to be expensive, that one. Um, so, yeah, and they're calling themselves a 4X with a Euro game, and trust me, I have a lot of 4X experience, 4X experience. That Euro game mechanic is the worst thing you can ever do in a 4x where you're building up all your technology and all your units and then all of a sudden someone's won the game because they were playing for points they were playing the euro game you were playing the 4x and i've just been killed through a euro game mechanic <gasps> are you kidding me 
Anakin, Don of the Gods, you did fantastic getting 126,000. I'm telling you now, because if people want a 4X Euro game, which is like bonkers that you've even made one like that, that's the kind of scope you're going to get is around 126,000 because, you know, what the 4X community want is a true 4X. And they're getting the king of 4X's uprising in the minute, which is almost a half a million with like just over a week to go. So, you know, where is the real money in 4X's? With the real games that are out there. Hmm. <coughs> I'm going to have to put this on the... Uh... On the show notes, because it's not final thoughts, is it? I'm actually talking about Adukai. Okay, I'll put it in the show notes. It's like a bonus extra if you've stayed long, <laughs> if you've stayed this long. Oh, peeps. Anyway, thank you so much for getting this far into the podcast. Remember, if you watch it on YouTube, all this music gets edited out because copyright BS. So if you want the full version, you'll have to click the podcast um, link which is in the description. Awesome sauce. Now, um, what we're going to get this week, we don't know because things keep getting shuffled. But if there's anything to note, we will stick it on our channel, of course. And we're going to have a few final thoughts this week because some amazing projects are going to be finishing and I really want to wrap up my thoughts on them because um, people do ask for my final thoughts so all that good stuff now if you want to ask me a question just post a comment on the podcast or the YouTube video if you're watching it on YouTube and we're gonna collate all these I think it's probably gonna go to a Q&A at the end of May because people listening in don't seem to have any questions funnily enough uh, okay <laughs> you know it gets over Let's see. Podcast gets around 100 people downloading it. Yeah, huge. I mean, it's it, well, less than 150 viewers every week. But, you know. None of you people got a question? <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is, right? We're almost at 900 subscribers. All that good stuff. Try and tell your friends about the channel. We want to get to 900 subs we'll do a special video if we get to it by the way all right peeps that's your lot for today i've been your host lipstick potty thank you for watching or listening to broadcast 19 we're gonna leave you with almost the best romantic song ever made possibly <laughs> it's called more than words from extreme if you know what i'm talking about you're probably gonna wait and finish the show because you know this is worth listening to ah, but for you millennials please listen to this it's so so incredible and um yeah extreme the band who are they yeah they used to do fantastic ballads and uh the, really the music that carried them through but yeah, less of me, more of the song. Thank you so much for listening. You take care, stay safe, and bye-bye for now. Here it is, Extreme.